Today we speak with a gorgeous homeopath right here in Australia and somebody who has become a dear friend of mine thanks to homeopathy, the lovely Lauren Allender. Lauren shares some fascinating stories of her time working in a homeopathic laboratory in Melbourne and how this exposed her to a huge variety of remedies and kept her on her toes with a wide variety of questions she'd have to answer on a daily basis. I know you're going to love this behind-the-scenes look and also Lauren's friendly, approachable style. If you'd like to get in touch with Lauren, visit www.laurenallender.com. That's L-A-U-R-E-N-A-L-L-E-N-D-E-R.com. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Homeopathy Hangout, where we discuss all things homeopathy from around the world. And now my mum and your host, Eugenie Kruger. Hello, homies, and a very warm welcome to Homeopathy Hangout. Today, we get to hang out with my lovely friend, Lauren Allender. Welcome, Lauren. Thanks for having me on board today, Eugenie. I'm excited. (laughs) I am so excited to have you on. It's taken a little bit of a coaxing, but I am super glad (laughs) to have you here. And I was wondering if you actually mind if I share how we first met. Because I thought that's a pretty fun story in itself. Please do that, yes. Because I had just arrived in Perth about six years ago, and then I started working at this health shop. And I also was doing a little bit of homeopathy in the background. And then I would always call Martin and Pleasant's lab, and often you were the one that would take my call, and we would have some lovely conversations and lots of emails back and forth. And then you finished up there a little while ago, but we've managed to stay in touch. And we've never met in person, but we've had a couple of video calls and things. And You've always been just so friendly, so approachable, so helpful. So I just want to say thank you for that. And it's lovely to have you in my life. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Well, I mean, we enjoyed your chats because you were a homeopath that was interested in a wide range of homeopathy. So you were just doing one thing and competing and you were learning and changing and shifting and exploring. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting always, yeah. Oh, well, so, tell us a little bit about what, what was your introduction to homeopathy? How did you, how did it come uh, about? <laughs> the famous mother story, the mothers, you know, when you're a mother. Well, actually, the first homeopathic medicine I ever had was gelsemium. I'm just telling you that because it's such a famous medicine. But uh-huh. I had it for colds, a friend. I lived in Europe at the time. And a friend said, you need to take gelsemium if you're getting a cold. And I said, yeah, okay. So that was the absolute first medicine I had. Then um, years and years later, when my son was uh, maybe six months or so, we lived in the Netherlands and he had a rash on his cheek. But thankfully in the Netherlands, homeopathy is big. And my Mm -hmm. GP is a homeopath and a GP because that's common in the Netherlands. And anyway, so I took him along and he had this eczema on his cheek that he'd been scratching till it was bleeding. So that's very alarming when you wake up with your child with blood on their face. Yeah. Anyway, she just was very quiet and mostly she observed him. She asked me very few questions and she just watched him play on the floor. So he must have been maybe nine months. And she just observed him and she said he needs like a podium. So I was literally there for five minutes and I thought, huh, how do you know you haven't even talked to me? Anyway, we took the Lycopodium 6C home and the next day it had almost completely gone. Amazing. Oh, it must be placebo, surely. Hopefully placebo, (laughs) absolutely. But then my ears pricked up big time as a result and I Mm -hmm. remember I used to, this was, by the way, uh, before the internet, Mm -hmm. 1994 and five. So I used to hang out in the English language bookstores in Amsterdam and read homeopathic books. 
And I just completely fell in love with homeopathy mm. then because it just made such sense to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. amazing. So that, was the, that was the start. <laughs> and how did you then decide to train and where did you end up training? Oh, then that took a much longer time. <laughs> so by the time I started training, my son was already, oh, he just started school, so he's five. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I did part-time study, as most mothers do, because mm-hmm. we have to juggle things. Um, yes, so then I started and took seven years to finish, and then that's what I've been doing ever since. Yeah. Amazing. And you also did quite a long stint at Martin and Pleasance Lab, which for our listeners is a homeopathic lab that's been running for over 100 years here in Australia. Hey, and I get most of my medicines come straight from there. They have got the most amazing customer service. They're so friendly. They're so helpful. They're so knowledgeable. So well, tell me a little bit about your time there. Well, that was a, um, a steep learning curve. <laughs> Because you have to be all over different ways of prescribing homeopathy. So one of the examples that came to mind was, oh, homeopathy is based on the minimum dose. So just keep that in the back of your mind. (laughs) And we used to have this one woman who's a homeopath and she used to order sulfur CM in 500 ml bottles. (gasps) So So just put put that into perspective. So sulfur (laughs) is a medicine we're often careful with with skin symptoms. Mm. It's got a lot of um, history to it. But CM potency is one of the very, very high potencies, mm-hmm. and I can't even imagine giving a drop, one drop, but she used to order it by the litre. Wow. But we never really grasped what she was doing. She said she used to rinse people's mouths with it as a, so like I'm just saying it in that way that <laughs> we don't know. And there's a lot of prescribers that gave big amounts of, low potency homeopathy Mm. as well like not a minimum dose at all so I got we all were all challenged about the different approaches yeah and we as we are constantly challenged as homeopaths hey but can you maybe just for a bit of fun tell us what are some of the stranger remedies that you have in stock oh my goodness there were so many um (laughs) I think that the strangest ones started to come in you know, over the last two years when we had to get all the different no-sodes to deal with the current virus, mm-hmm. um, that was kind of a challenge to get to know everything and the, uh, we got really busy, of course. Mm. But the ones that I that drew my attention were things such as the family of LAC, um, the milk remedies, mm-hmm. um, LAC humanum and LAC maternum, and we also had a lot of colour remedies from Ambika Waters and that's a, a range of colours that are made into homeopathic potencies, and I found them fascinating, so I went off and learned all of that. And I don't think I prescribed them that often, but it was a big learning curve. So I often went for things that were a little bit different to learn about. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's an endless strange. There's an endless range of strange things. Yeah, I bet. And you were there for, I think, five years, eh? Yeah, I was there for five years. So Wow. Um, so it was I learned a lot in that time and then it was time to go. It's very labour intensive because we, you know, have to, yeah, just be sitting at our desks succussing things. Yeah. yeah. But I learned more probably in that five years um, and than I probably learned in the previous five years, yes. Mm, just always- because I was exposed to so much. Yeah. I've always said I'd love to do a stint, even a few months working in a homeopathic pharmacy. I really think that must be the ultimate opportunity to open your mind and expose you to different remedies, ways of prescribing. Yes. Yeah. And you do have to be on the ball because, you know, we get asked so many questions. I mean, I don't, I've been in a lot of frontline roles, but that's the one that I've had to answer the most about, you know. 
and absolutely people. and people expect you to know everything I know every oh, time I, I called up I was like well yeah like you just expect that you would know everything because, you know you're only human at the end of well, the day we do supply to the public as well so oh, that's right you know we might be starting at you know um really basic things like gelsinium which is a common remedy or we might go to something that we would hardly even know were there like mm-hmm. um can't think of a good example but we had I think there was 3,000 remedies there that's so a lot that's- that's it a is lot. a lot. So yeah. you can't be over all of them. And every week we would say, wow, I've never heard of this before. Well, I think I've got most of Martin and Pleasant's remedies then because I'm up to about 1,600 at the moment. Oh and most goodness. of that came from Martin and Pleasant. That's fantastic. And I, I did get a Christmas gift from them two years in a row for being one of their best customers. <laughs> We did endeavor to acknowledge people. Yeah. <laughs> Which actually I just have to say they bought me a voucher uh, for a donation on my behalf to homeopathy for health in Africa, which I thought was the best oh. present ever. So anyone out there, if you ever want to buy anybody a Christmas gift and you don't know what to get them, get them a donation on behalf of that person to homeopathy for health in Africa. Yes. <laughs> um, quick little question as well, just for interest for my sake. Were any of you ever affected by any of the remedies when you were making it? Because some people yeah. are quite sensitive to some remedies. That's a good question. I did have a friend that left in the had to resign in the end because she was getting symptoms and she was getting skin symptoms as well from the alcohol. But also, I mean, we're inhaling those remedies every single day as we make them up. So some people have been affected, but not me personally. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. it was a healthy thing to be exposed to so much energy of the medicines as you're making them, you know. I think our vitality high. I agree. And I always, like, um, one of my uh, little projects that we had to do when I was studying to become a homeopath, we had to write on Hahnemann. And I just remember reading somewhere that he proved 120 remedies on himself. Okay, he physically took the remedies. He didn't just inhale it. but And he lived to be 88. And that's something that always amazes me for, you know, the 17, 1800s. So, you know, being exposed to all of those remedies clearly did something to his vital force. Totally (laughs) has to influence you in some way. Yeah. Yeah. So, Lauren, tell us a little bit about what it's like in like a day in the life of a homeopath because (laughs) you have a a very busy home clinic now and you see people online as well as in person. Yes, I see people online as well as in the clinic in Malvern. I've been there for 20 years already in Malvern. (laughs) So I I walk up and down the stairs and I think, oh, my goodness, I was a teenager when I arrived. But um, anyway... Um, I just thought it's a good idea for people to understand the diversity of actions of homeopathic medicines. You know, there's, you can start with the simplest thing, which might be an upset tummy or something like that, but it can also go across the range of really deep mental emotional issues. I do see a lot of people with trauma backgrounds, so that um, there's some really very excellent medicines for digging deep into trauma. And anything in between. So the age group is really diverse as well. I was just thinking I could have newborn babies come into the clinic or I can have elderly gentlemen, you know, with skin rashes or like right into their 80s up till 90, I think is the eldest kind. So I wanted to get that message across to people that you can choose it at any stage of life. Mm-hmm. And pregnancy is a good time to start homeopathy. A lot of the Families I get come with mum being pregnant and maybe she has some morning sickness and she starts mm. off that way. And then once you've got the mum in, then you've got them. <laughs> for Absolutely. Life. And I think with pregnancy, the thing is that, you know, up until the day that you're pregnant, you can take any drug, you can take anything, there's no issues. But the moment you're pregnant, 
it's like, no, you can't take this. No, you can't take this. No, you can't take that. And then suddenly you're left with like hardly any options of what you can take during pregnancy. And then people, you know, if they're lucky, discover homeopathy and realize it's Mm. completely safe during pregnancy birth Mm. and beyond. And then that really opens their minds. So absolutely. And also for uh, labor, you know, birthing, often we make up kits for the mums so that they've got something in the labour board, to, you know, the partner or the doula or whoever's with them can offer them some solutions while you're in labour. And I don't think many people realise you can do that as well. Oh, I had two home births and oh. I am so grateful to homeopathy. I did do hypnobirthing as well and I ended up training to be a hypnobirthing practitioner, which I don't do anymore. But if it wasn't for the homeopathics, I don't know if I would have been able to have those home births. My son's labor was 24 hours. And it was all at oh, home, all, all drug-free. And um, all I used were my homeopathics. And it was oh. amazing. It's hardly any tearing afterwards. You know, milk came in straight away. 12 hours after his birth, I went to the supermarket to go do some grocery shopping. Oh, my goodness. That's yeah. amazing. I don't yeah. recommend people do that. But no, I, um, I was that. on such a high. And, yeah. you know, the breast milk came in. He had no issues. It was just the most amazing thing. And I credit... of that to homeopathy. Right. Well, Mm. unfortunately, I wasn't a homeopath then. No, I was (laughs) pregnant. So, but I did have a home birth. Um, So that was, but it wasn't um, down to homeopathy. (laughs) I wasn't using it regularly at all in my pregnancy. So I discovered that, as I said, from my son once he started getting excellent. So, yep. Amazing. And um, have you got any favorite cases that you like to treat or any any areas? Well, I I do see a lot of children Mm -hmm. because mostly because I adore children and yes. they're so fascinating and I can't help but um, fall in love with chatty little three-year-olds when they're telling me. <laughs> they come up really close and tell you their family stories and things like that. So I do do a lot of day-to-day sort of homeopathy for coughs and colds and mm-hmm. fevers and I do love to teach parents how to take responsibility for their children's health. Mm-hmm. It's one of my top things really because I want them to be able to treat their children at home. To, I mean, until they go to the doctor or the hospital or whatever's required. But often we don't have to do that, do we? We treat an ear infection, an ear ache, or a tummy ache at home. And mm-hmm. I often say, if there's a respiratory problem, just give the homeopathy on the way to get some advice. And then by the time they get there, it's often stopped. <laughs> yeah. So for things and- like croup and things when they start giving children babies steroids straight up and you give them some aconite and some spongia and some Mm -hmm. pepper salt and they're often it's often sorted i actually think homeopathy for croup Mm -hmm. is how we probably one of the things i think homeopathy for teething is how we win over most people and a very close second would be homeopathy for croup because I have never not been able to help a child with croup with, you know, aconite, spongia, hepasulf, and drosera. Yeah. Between yeah. those four, it's yeah. like a no-brainer. And you can just, you know, everyone can have a good night's sleep. Your child can breathe properly instead of it becoming a recurring thing because you use steroids and it keeps recurring. Mm-hmm. Once you use mm-hmm. the homeopathy, you'll often find your child won't have croup again after that. So, yeah. And it also takes the fear factor away because you've got something at home to start administering. So, because it is a scary thing at home when your child's got so proof. scary. Yes, yes. Absolutely. but once you once you have the tools, so I get a lot of um, enjoyment about teaching mummers. So one of my clients today, actually, I met her when she came to one of my workshops. My friend and I did workshops for homeopathy at home workshops a long time ago, ten years mm-hmm. ago, and she was fully pregnant on that day, and she's still, I mean, as in giving birth the next day, and. 
her children, her child now is 12. And so I just spoke to her today about her youngest child. So she has learned homeopathy so well to manage her children and she just has to check in every now and then to, you know, to find some other solutions. So I get so overjoyed actually for those families because they've taken responsibility. That is the best feeling. It's the best thing. I've got <laughs> numerous families like that whose children are now going into secondary school, but the children know what to take. Hmm. Do you that, come across that when they just I have, say, yeah. oh, and um, the little boy today, he was actually a new client. I only just met him, but he is used to taking Arnica. So he tells his mum when he's had a fall or he's got a bruise, I need Arnica, mum. <laughs> so they That's already are being educated. My 10 and, and almost 8-year-old are the same. Like they, they know their remedies. They know what to take when. And as soon as they start reading, you know, my kids start reading the bottles. And the other day I think I said to my son, you know, take some mag fast. And then he read the bottle and he said, but that doesn't say it on the bottle. I'm like, I'm a homeopath. I know <laughs> what you can use it for. Take it. <laughs> you want to do it properly, mum. <laughs> yeah, he's like checking up on me. Are you sure? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but so, if you can empower those kitties, I mean, that's really the ultimate. Well, that's what that's that's where my um my dream lies is to teach the children, and then they yeah. can teach the adults. Actually, but as um, so long as they're exposed to this information, then they will make decisions for themselves that are less chemical based, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. And um, the change in their, in their siblings as well, so that's good. Yeah, and hopefully their friends, their community, you know, yeah. hopefully their teachers. Well, else. the thing, what you're doing is getting the word out into, you know, across the globe, so to speak, and people will be drawn to using different options, especially after the last two years when people were so unwell and they didn't know how to manage their symptoms. They couldn't get the help they needed and... You know, I just encourage them to have a kit, at least a basic home kit, so you've got somewhere to turn for a fever or anything like that. I completely agree. And not all of the weird restriction things are done here in Western Australia yet anyway. So if you go to a hospital, you still there's still like certain protocols and things that you have to do. So a lot of people who have decided not to get the COVID vaccination are uh, scared to go to hospital for little things because they don't you know I, a client told me the other day if you're unvaccinated you have to wear an orange wristband in the hospital to identify oh that you're unvaccinated I mean oh that goodness. is just discrimination in the highest that degree just, for one yeah but two if it's something whereas you know like you you're thinking should I take my child to hospital for croup or should you know with this discrimination the stress they might get separated because you're not vaccinated oh. or treat my child at home with something safe and effective um I don't I know which one I'm going to take I'm obviously going to be prepared that I might go to hospital, everything else yeah. as well. And I would never advocate for anyone doesn't yeah. go. But if there is a safe option that you can treat it, you could treat your children at home, why wouldn't you? Yes. And also well, the load, the load on the medical system is just, you know, so much. So if we can lighten some of that load by exactly some of the things we have the best tools available to lighten that load. If mm -hmm. we could just get that word out that we can treat simple things in the home. And then if things become more serious, we love the medical profession in that instance. And they're great diagnosticians. I often send my clients to have their ears, nose, throats checked so I know what's going on, and then they report back what was observed. Mm. Mind you, some GPs don't give a very thorough picture of the, ear, of the ears, for example. They just go, oh, it's a bit red, but they don't tell you about bulging 
bulging drums or anything that we require for our purposes. And even blood, I mean, they're great to send the the clients off to go get blood tests done, but even I found clients that have said, oh, yeah, my doctor said my iron's fine, and then I say, well, email me your blood test result, and then you have a quick read-through, and there's actually bits that have been missed. So, yes. And And they're they're overburdened with too much information, I think, the medical world. I don't blame them. There's tests upon tests upon tests, Mm -hmm. and they're not definitive. You know, I don't believe they're definitive because it's just a moment in time. We're dynamic beings. We change, you know, minute by minute. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what the human is um, all about. So mm-hmm. one test doesn't doesn't do it for me. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So what, after all these years, Lauren, gets you excited about homeopathy? What makes you get out of bed and uh, do it all over again? <laughs> well, because... It makes a difference in people's lives, and that's my great joy. Is I'm here, you know, in service to make it, you know, for, to make a change in people's worlds. And I did just think of a case recently because I just saw this woman this week, and she um, she came to me first, even though she booked in for her son who had a few spectrum things going on. Anyway, she came to me and she said, "I don't think you'd be able to do anything," but you know, she had the drenching night sweats with menopause and I said well we can give it a try there's a few options and the reason I'm telling you this story she was one of my great successes she took one dose of metarinum which is often used in that situation mm-hmm. it's a no-so just as a deep acting medicine and a few doses of Merxol 30 so I didn't even use the standard menopausal um, sweat. Yeah, absolutely. That's not even what I would have used. No, obviously. Yeah. I was just, that's why I'm telling you that. So sometimes yeah. you just intuit something and go with it. She's never had another hot, another sweat since then. She hardly took any medicine and it was just she was, you know, just in perfect timing and alignment. And she's also very healthy. Like I just think her body yeah. took what it needed from the energy of the medicines. And she still says to me, we've met a few times since then, she goes, I still can't believe it. She said, I was like this for years and she, it just stopped in its tracks. So I just like those. We all like those examples, don't we, Have your pass? That's so cool. And actually I'm just going to read you my text message. I just got one before we started chatting. My clients just messaged me. I had to share my good news with you. My child's hair analysis test came back with no signs of heavy metals or radiation. I'm over the moon. Thank you so much for your help. This text message, I haven't. Oh, here we go. Another one. Hi, Eugenie. So this is like just two in a row this morning. Gosh, I haven't vomited in three days, which feels like a miracle. So grateful for you. She had very bad morning sickness. And oh, I gave God. her the remedy some foricarpus, oh, embarrassingly. Foricarpus. I've never prescribed before, but she just, the symptoms just led to that. But this yeah. is like. This is why we do what we do. Like it's so, it's so rewarding. How cool is it having these messages on your phone of people saying? In fact, I I had a message that I was going to bring up. Yeah, bring it up, please. It's so cute. Um, The reason I loved it is not we don't always get feedback, as you know. Oh no, I have to say, I have an email this morning from somebody who suffered with a cough for a couple of weeks, and I still haven't got the right remedy. So just like caveat out there. That's why I'm telling you this one. It was a little boy. How did she tell? It was a little boy who'd had a a three-year-old or three-and-a-half who'd had a cough for six weeks. Mm. And it kind of came and went a bit, but mostly he was coughing and coughing. So he had one dose of Rumex 30C. And the mum said he slept for 12-plus hours with no coughing in capital letters. (laughs) So that was just Rumex. And then the next morning, though, he woke up and he said, Mum, I'm not sick anymore. 
which I thought was beautiful. And she said every other day he'd been saying he's still sick. And then he was also happy to go to kinder that day when he'd been reticent for many weeks as well. So she was over the moon. She'd never used any homeopathy before and he turned the corner. He, I mean, he still has had a cough since then, but the yeah. main part of it was diminished. I really love Rubex. It's um, a remedy made from yellow dock. And it's yes. got that um, it's got that tickliness type thing in the throat. And I had a Rumex cough just this week as well from a gentleman who's had this cough for years. Mm. And I've been he's been seeing me for about a year and a half, but he never mentioned really mentioned this cough before. That wasn't his main complaint. And so now after all these consults, he's just said, "Oh, you feel all these other things." I've had this cough for years, and I'm like, "Oh, okay." And <laughs> responded so well to Rumex. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah. In fact, the people that respond to Rumex, they just seem to it changes them really quickly when you. He, Right. He what, said what? it was just like a day or two, and then right. a, several days later it returned, and he just had another dose. But for our clients, like it's that, <clears throat> yes, like it's that. that just but it's that also that cold air thing as well, because um, yeah, you I breathe mean, I in the cold air. Rumex, and it's the people that put the scarf over their face in the cold ah. air because they can't inhale cold air. Yeah, and I think is it. Isn't it also like if they like breathe in to speak or anything like that and that that airflow is what kind of triggers it as well, hey? Yeah, yeah the tickle, yeah, the tickle yeah. on the nose, which we get, don't we, as homeopaths because we're talking all day long. Well, I will tell you a little secret. This <laughs> I Often I record at 7 a.m. to account for my guests in America and whenever I do, when I record that early, my yeah. voice is just really yucky for the until about nine o'clock. So those first two interviews that I do from seven till nine, my yeah. throat is just horrible. And this morning, what have you got in your hand there? It is the Narayani throat chakra remedy, and I had one dose, and wasn't even five minutes, and it was like it was all gone. I could just speak clearly. It was amazing. That is, so, and is that a homeopathic complex or just a color? It is a complex. The it's the Narayani um, yeah, complex yeah. remedies, which, I mean, I won't lie. I am so skeptical about them. I'm like, how is this stuff working? I just don't understand. But Well, you know, I remember learning about a colleague actually at the lab, her husband, who was a naturopath, used to use Narayani's, mm-hmm. and there was something called war. Um, there is. War yeah. is amazing for infections. Exactly. But it's so very high-potency complex and it works a treat every time he says. It does. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Their yeah. removal of entities remedy is absolutely incredible. Oh, really? I've had okay. so many good results with that with kitties who have issues with um, oh, spirits, spirits to... attaching to them. And Thank you. I'll have to look at them again. Because amazing. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't used them for some time. But um, going back to the throat chakra, though, when I was talking about the colour remedies, well, turquoise um, as a colour, as you know, comes up for the throat chakra. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, amazing. Yes. And so, yeah, sometimes um, just putting turquoise on your throat can be helpful. You know, the colour, the colour itself, which I find fascinating because it's just a different, it's a vibration. It's a vibration that your body's calling out for at that time. So oh, I love it. That was a you nice wear a turquoise scarf. <laughs> well, I often wear like a turquoise uh, crystals that I really oh, yes. like, but but yes, just because right. I like it, not because I really know much about it. So that's yes, really good. Yes. Thanks. <laughs> well, I think I've worked with some pretty um, stunning people at the clinic where I practice who are yeah. healers of all denominations, so to speak. Yeah. So I picked up a lot um, from them as well. I'm having so much fun chatting with you, Lauren. I kind of forgot that we're recording. <laughs> what, um, what else would you like to share with our listeners? Because, oh, sorry, I'm just completely going off track. Like, exactly. I'm just having so much fun. 
Yes, I did make a couple of notes. Oh, I know what I wanted to talk about was the bowel no-sodes because oh, they're yes. such a favourite um, turning point for so many clients. So the no-so, the bowel no-sodes are like, to me, I call them kind of a homeopathic probiotic. That's what I call them too, level. yeah. <laughs> but there's a lot of detail in making a choice. You don't use the same one for mm. everybody. But the changes that I've observed from using a regular dose of mm -hmm. bowel no-sodes have been some of the most extraordinary changes I've seen in behaviour as well, not just in gut health. Mm -hmm. So one of my favourites is Proteus, and Proteus is to do with people that, this is how they've described it to me, is that they flare up emotionally um, really quickly. So the tantrum goes from 1 to 10 in a very short time. So mm -hmm. a child might be, you know, completely calm one minute and off they go. And I have seen many children settled from taking a, a course of Proteus. So their poor little guts are just out of balance and by introducing a good quality gut bacteria, you can change their, their whole behaviour very quickly if you get the right one. So, Oh, my gosh. Sorry to butt in again, but Proteus would be one of my favourites too. Oh, really? And we've, okay. we've both done the same. You did the CHE bowel nose yes, lecture yeah, with Hillary as well. Yeah, and she talks about it as um, feeling like you have to walk on eggshells around the person, or it yes. could be that the mum had was exposed to like a very traumatic event during pregnancy, and then the child that's born, mm -hmm. you know, has this predisposition. And it's a very adrenalised remedy where, like you say, they go from zero to ten without stopping on. Yes. Dirt. Yes, and I have had amazing birth. results with that remedy in seizures in children, little kitties oh, with yes. seizures. Oh well, my gosh, that's interesting because I'm just about to put on a young boy. I mean, he's no, he's six. He just turned sixteen, actually. Um, I'm just about to try him on Proteus because when they came to me, he was having multiple seizures every day. Oh, sorry, I should put it in context. He had a brain injury at birth. He was he had a stroke in utero. And when he was born, they had the, you know, sad news that he might not be verbal, he might not be many different things. He is the most remarkable teenage man that oh. his mother has just given him all different homeopathic, um, different approaches. Modalities. Homeopathy, yeah. And anyway, he's a, you know, he's, he's done extremely well. But then the last two years he started to get seizures. That was new mm. for him. So when I first saw him, I didn't think of Proteus at first because I managed the uh, seizures with Cuprum, which was a lucky, wow. a lucky call. Oh, not um, lucky. Cuprum is amazing for that as well. It's so it's mm. such an amazing homeopathic medicine, yes. So my focus was there and then we were just talking yesterday and I said, hmm, I think actually this sounds like um, what he needs at the moment and the mum agreed. So we we're just about to start him on that. So amazing. Let me know how it goes. Yes. But you know how you said with Cuprum, yeah, it's amazing. I feel like I say that with every single homeopathic, homeopathic remedy, like, oh, that's such an amazing remedy. It's such an amazing remedy. They're so, all of them are amazing. Well, it's because we see change, you know, yeah. because not always when you treat someone who's unwell do you see such noticeable change. And indeed, there's lots of times when what we give doesn't work. Mm. But the thing is, we can keep prescribing you know we can give other options and different approaches and still find solutions it doesn't have to come in the first time exactly and, and that's I do encourage people to return I always book at least a couple of times and say let's you know see you in a month and see you in the month after mm -hmm. so we can track your responses otherwise you know busy life gets in the way and people drift away so 
I have actually just today written something up. I haven't put it out yet, but any new clients that want to sign up with me have to commit to three follow-up, like an initial and three follow-ups because that first one, that first appointment, we are just throwing a little pebble in the pond and we're just seeing what ripples come out there. We are not going to cure you. Well, heal you. I should be careful using the word cure. Not going to heal you in that first session. It's just to see how your body responds to this remedy. And then you need to come back and give us a feedback. And we Mm -hmm. learn from your feedback of how you responded to that remedy, whether that is the right potency for you, whether it's the right family of remedies. Like, is that the right remedy? Are we completely off the mark? What else has happened? And we interpret that story that you give us at the follow-up to inform us on where to go from there. So this yes. is just a plea to all the listeners. Yep. Go to your homeopaths for your follow-ups. It's so important. And yes. it's that one plus one equals five. Because if you come for two, like one follow-up, that Ooh. equals three. If you come for three follow-ups, that equals 10. Like the more you are with us, the better yes. we can help you. Yes, exactly. And, and also, as I said before, we're dynamic beings. We change. You know, like you have a, a homeopathic medicine, but then your whole system is brought back into homeostasis. And then your body creates another set of symptoms. You know, mm. symptoms don't have to be negative. It's just a change in your in your um, energy field. Mm-hmm. You know? So we, we've got to encourage them. Yes, yes. I do. I have this lovely lady. She's in her seventy. She's been seeing me for just over a year. And I said to her this week, why why do you keep coming back? Because there's nothing wrong. Like, And she's <laughs> like, I just come back because I love the experience. I love talking with you. And I love seeing what other remedies we can try. And, you know, we're trying all sorts of very interesting, like butterfly remedies and all oh, the Narayani good. spiritual remedies. And so we're just having a play with her now, right now, because all her main complaints are gone. But she's yeah. enjoying this process so much that she yeah. wants to see what else we can do and it's actually lovely to be in that place because if if she goes through a shock or a trauma or anything comes up she's going to handle that so much better and also I'm going to know where she's been the last few months and what she's been up to so it's going to be Mm. so much easier to prescribe so and also so many clients come to be heard you know they're not heard in our world at the moment you know you're not heard at, at the GPs and you're not heard with your partner or your friends and to have an hour being able to tell your story in a sacred space, mm. that's a healing. That's the start of the healing as well, as you know, the conversation. That's the healing conversation. And so many people come just because they feel listened to and um, continue the process because of that reason. You know. Mm-hmm. And also I have some clients, they say, at least once a month I know I'm going to stop and talk to Lauren, you know. <laughs> It makes, if they're busy, high-powered jobs and things, they just Mm -hmm. want that little um, assurance that they can switch off for an hour. (laughs) Mm, I love that saying, uh, if you don't make time for health, you'll be forced to make time for disease. Oh, yes. So, like, coming for those follow-ups, it's part of that self-care, hey? Exactly. So I do definitely, well, we all encourage self-care, but I think that we we can lead the way and give people different options. So, of course, we throw in a bit of nutritional advice or, you know, food or whichever path we choose, but the basis is to have our energy field shifted with the homeopathy. Mm. That's how I see it because we're all energetic beings. We're not just flesh and bones. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, as energetic as we are, I wish I could reach through the camera and give you a big cuddle right now but I am planning on one day hopefully soon coming over to Melbourne so I can give you a real life cuddle I can't wait (laughs) but before we finish up Lauren do you want to tell our listeners just one last little message that you want to leave them with 
Well, I would say go and see your homeopaths regularly and take it on board as part of your self-care protocol for your whole family Mm. because it will minimise all the potential symptoms. It's a real preventative medicine system. Mm. And if you can do that, especially for your children, then they step into their adult lives with a very clean slate or a cleaner slate Mm. than they might otherwise if they're using multiple layers of chemicals and, Mm. you know, pharmaceuticals and things. Mm -hmm. And how can people get hold of you if they would like to make a booking? Oh, I'm just under my name, Lauren Allender.com. I have a website. Dot Lauren com. <laughs> there you go. That's very fast. I'm sorry, I don't attend to it as much as I could. But also the clinic where I work is called um, Botanica Medicines. So Botanical Medicines. So Botanica Medicines. Botanica Medicines. Yeah, but if you just Google Lauren Allender, I will pop up. Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time today. Oh, and, thank um, you for having me. It's I been such a great chat. It's been fun. <laughs> See, yeah. I told you it'll be fun. <laughs> exactly. um, well, I'll chat with you very soon. That'll be great. Thanks for having me, Eugenie. Pleasure. Bye. Your amazing podcast. I love them. Thank you. <laughs> thank See you. you. Bye.